COVID has been affecting all aspects of our lives. It's like a huge weight we have all been carrying on our shoulders that is holding us back and slowing us down. I think initially, um, it kind of, people were quite nervous and not like really climate to, you know, talking to people through, through, through screens. I've enjoyed being online just because when you think about it, it's really convenient. So initially the transition to in-person classes was very weird. Um, especially that like uh, most most of the people who had their cameras off. I had uh, some episodes of uh, separation anxiety. Follow the rules, wash your hands, wear your mask, maintain social distancing, try and apply those rules in your home life and your social life as well as your school life. global pandemic, going back to university after a year of online classes is strange to say the least. Different countries have different restrictions and policies regarding COVID, which makes transitioning back to in-person classes easier in some places and harder in other areas. I am your host, Asma Nakib, and welcome to episode 10 of Science Journal. Today, we will be interviewing many guests from different parts of the world to share their experience of transitioning back to in-person classes. COVID has been affecting all aspects of our lives. It's like a huge weight we have all been carrying on our shoulders that is holding us back and slowing us down. One aspect of our lives that has been particularly affected by COVID is education. Classes were suddenly switched from being in person to being on a screen, and this has completely altered the experience of students around the world. According to the World Health Organization, for nearly 77 million children, the pandemic has taken away their classrooms for the past 18 months. School children worldwide have lost more than 1.8 trillion hours of in-person learning due to COVID-19 lockdowns. Conference call platforms such as Teams, Skype, and Zoom were used by professors and teachers, and the students had to get accustomed to them while also grappling with the anxiety that the pandemic brought about. We will now hear from Northwestern students Erin Chwandi Wang, Lina Hamoud, and Safat Daudi about their experience with online classes. Hi, I'm Chwandi. I also go by Erin. I'm an exchange student from Amsterdam campus, CNUQ this year. I think initially, um, it kind of people were quite nervous and not like really climate to know, talking to people through 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 screens. You know, like when you take like when there was like seminar discussion session, a lot of people just don't turn their cameras on or like you know don't turn their videos, don't turn turn their audios on. And then that kind of really hinder like people's like desire to kind of make conversations. But I think later on, like as as people are kind of you know getting more and more used to those features uh, offered by those like a video company, video field platforms, like, you know, there's buttons you can head to kind of show appreciation and there's buttons you can head to kind of sign up or like, you know, like hands up for, for, you know, discussion. So it kind of actually made it more kind of more regulated and more like smooth, uh, like smooth, like in terms of like how, like everyone got able to participate because it's like kind of, you know, you don't really need to worry about people jumping in over you, like, professor like calling somebody when you have your hands up right so it's it in a way became kind of a more kind of um 
kind of a fair space for everyone like it doesn't really favor people who are always like aggressive and you know like like willing to jump in it's also like kind of provide space where people are more like reserved and like you know loom in the background so it's kind of yes yeah, it's, it's it's been good and bad and i think i think i in, in, in the later part of online classes i've been like appreciating you know virtual meetings more and more Hi, my name is Lina Lehmoud. I'm Jordanian and I'm a third year student at Northwestern Qatar, majoring in journalism. I've enjoyed being online just because when you think about it, it's really convenient. Um, sometimes you could get up like 15 minutes before your class, get ready, and then you're on it. You save all of that time and energy and effort going back and forth and commuting to uni. But at the same time, you're also losing on something major, which is University is not just like academics, it's a whole experience that you get of interacting, talking to your friends, to staff, to faculty, to people, etc. seeing your professors. Uh, so this, that aspect was definitely lacking and missing. But at the same time, you know, online was convenient in the sense that you save some time and some effort. So I'm still grappling between the two. I don't want to decide if one is better than the other necessarily. It's just that they're two different experiences. Hi everyone, so my name is uh, Safa and I'm a journalism sophomore at NUQ and I'm from Morocco. So that was kind of a rough transition, right? Because a lot of things were new and, um, you know, like interacting with your classmates via text or via Zoom is not the same thing as interacting in person. Uh, also, the system was very different because in Morocco we have like a Moroccan system that is very similar to the way French universities function or like French schools function in general. So it was like very not encouraging of like personal participation. Like most of it was you just need to prepare for the exam and like the final exam is what mattered the most for your grade. Uh, then in the American system, it kind of was you have to keep doing like a lot of work throughout the semester if you want to do good in a course. So it's like uh, spread out and also uh, the courses expect you to engage with the material, to participate in class, to um, engage in discussions and in general. So it was very different and also like getting used to write everything like essays and like things like that in English was not the easiest because we've studied in French and Arabic all our lives. But it was also very uh, um, like the transition, although it was hard, um, I think like I've gotten better this year. Online classes have been a double-edged sword for students such as Aaron, Lina, and Safa. However, now that the vaccine is widely available in Qatar, universities are slowly opening up and classes are being offered in person again. Many students are very excited about going back to campus, despite the fact that COVID-related anxiety still lingers in the back of their minds. So the background goal was that I was doing part-time um, last year while I was in China. And then the time difference, like from like from um, from China to the U.S., is like 12, 13 hours, like depending on season. And so I actually needed to take class sometimes at like 3:30 a.m. in the morning to kind of just to be part of conversation. And it was it was really like a grueling experience for me to just you know like I, I would like like get up at 3.30 and after the class I would fall back to sleep again. It's it's it's, it's pretty terrible. Um, and yeah, it's just amazing that you can, you know, no longer like 
pay upwards and need to pay upwards to kind of adjust to those time differences and be with kind of the same page with anyone else. Um, so that that's the first thing. That's that's how it felt to just be back to um, in person again, given that there has been like those kind of like inconvenience in terms of like time difference. Um, yeah, and also just being amazing that you feel that you're kind of in a you know in in, in a physical space with people who share a lot of similarities and share a lot of thoughts with you. Like um, it definitely like kind of like the energy and the kind of you know um, emotion that people carry around when they kind of. Um, express their opinions in terms of, like when uh, particip participating in uh, a discussion kind of really is really just like invigorating and really just you know it's 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 really kind of passionate and then it, it affects you when you're just like being part of the group and I think that is not you know always felt through an online space that kind of like solidarity and that kind of like unitedness is, is, is really fostered in a physical setting. For me, I'm taking three courses. One of them is in-person uh, just this week. The second one is becoming in-person. The third one is still online. So for me, it wasn't a major transition. I wasn't like necessarily thrown back into it because it's just one class in person. So, so far for me, it's been good. It's been an easy, smooth transition. Obviously, it's it's tough to come back to uni, especially for us as juniors, we left as freshmen. And now you have like way too many new faces at uni. Um, and you want to talk to people, you want to meet people at the same time. It's, it's overwhelming in a sense. Uh, but in terms of the classes themselves, I think it's been smooth so far. So initially the transition to in-person classes was very weird. Um, especially that like uh, most most of the people who had their cameras off because we didn't have the cameras on policy last year I just couldn't recognize them and some of them knew me so it was kind of an awkward dynamic also like the people who you had online fights with it's kind of awkward to go back in person because then you have to like deal with all the, the tensions and like the in like you know the insinuations and stuff so that was weird but then it was also very fun like apart from the negative stuff it was also like, very fun because um like interaction with your classmates in in person is just like a whole uh, new level of intimacy you, know, you get to know them more and you grow closer to them you also like have much more like interesting discussions um the dynamic in class is very different like i feel like i'm less shy to speak in in-person classes than on Zoom, because in Zoom you just like raise your hand and then it's very awkward like to just start speaking. This transition to in-person classes was only made possible thanks to a set of policies and restrictions that universities enforced. We spoke to Michael McDonough, Director of Health, Safety, Security and Environment of NUQ, and he explained all the policies that the university put in place over the course of the pandemic. Uh, as you go into the classroom, you'll see a limited number of seats, uh, just to encourage people to follow those those guidelines. And, and um, again, everyone must be wearing a mask. A lot of signage going into the building, a lot of um, screening activities at the main doors. We reduced the amount of doors into the building. Everyone was heat tested. We've now moved into a, a vaccinated category. So that has, that has given us 
A little bit of flexibility in the sense that we've now moved from what was mostly a remote institution to, uh, to, a, to a hybrid, uh, with the desire to get as many people back into, into school as possible, uh, based on the current Ministry of Public Health restrictions. So you'll be aware that the, uh, the Ministry are, are working their way slowly through four phases of, of what they call returning to normal. We should have gone from phase three to phase four at the end of July, and that has been extended to the end of August. We're hoping that if the numbers uh, are sufficiently reduced, then we can start to see more, more uh, relaxation of, of the requirements. Um, we are understood to believe that the reason for the delay is the government waiting to see what uh, the numbers will look like as people start to return back to Qatar after uh, the vacation. A lot of people travelled, uh, but also a lot of schools have gone back, particularly younger children as well. And obviously the emergence of the Delta variant uh, has, has, has raised concern. So currently in terms of the policy, we are allowing as many people back into the building as we can permit. So the school is working on a 50% capacity, but our real limitation is the one5 meter social distancing. Now, the, the latest development which occurred a couple of weeks ago in line with the Cats Foundation was to request that everyone who enters the building is fully vaccinated. Uh, the workaround for that, for those who are not yet fully vaccinated, uh, they can go for a weekly uh, rapid antigen test. And as long as they can demonstrate that certificate to the security guards, then they can also come into the building. Once people are in the door, uh, social distance is still 1.5 meters everyone's required to wear a mask. Not only are these policies enforced, but the universities have their ways of ensuring that they are being respected by the students and staff and faculty on campus. Well, we, first of all, we, we apply a firm but fair approach. You know, it's, you know, we don't come down hard on people on, on first sort of interactions with them. Uh, we have this conversation with our security guards. We have nominated COVID compliance officers. We're applied, we're, sorry, we are obliged to have those in place by the Ministry of Public Health. We have to declare them to the ministry. And an extension of the COVID uh, compliance officers are, are our security services. Uh, and so we, we ask them to engage with students. You know, usually it's not wearing a mask. Some, sometimes it's gathering around in, in larger groups. But the mask wearing is, is, is the predominant one. So generally we will ask them to put the mask up. Um, you might sometimes see the students walking around the building with a, a cup of coffee that seems to last about four hours. Well, you know, if you've got food or drinks, we're encouraging people to, to eat in the dining room or one of the designated spaces. It, it's not an excuse not to wear the mask. And we will tell people if we see people trying to, you know, uh, work their way around that. Um, so we, uh, we approach them first. Generally, most people are compliant. We do have the ability to raise uh, persistent non-compliance to student affairs, and, and then they will take action uh, depending on the severity and whether if there's repeat offences by, by the individual. Um, so far, I've been very pleased with how people have been, have been uh, behaving in the building. We appreciate that wearing a mask is not comfortable. It's, it's unfortunate for faculty, you know, trying to uh, teach through, through a mask. It, it is, it's difficult, it's intrusive, but at the same time, it's there to protect people's and other people's sort of safety. 
These strict restrictions are not only enforced at Northwestern, but across universities everywhere in the world. And although the restrictions are quite frustrating for everyone, it's a part of everyday life that we just have to accept. The transition back to in-person classes was much tougher than this for some students because they stayed home for too long and leaving was just too painful. Salma bin Umrad, a student in ESCP Business School in Paris, spent the past two years doing preparatory courses in Morocco while also taking care of her cat, Coco. Moving to France for university was very hard for her because she had a hard time saying goodbye. I had uh, some episodes of uh, separation anxiety and I was kind of sad. I cried a lot actually since uh, it was like my first time being alone and uh, having to do everything by myself and uh, really like uh, get used to uh, sleep alone, stay alone, cook alone and all that. And uh, but all in all I think it's like really it's a really constructive experience since you really you really grow up and uh, I think it's something that everybody should uh, should do at least once in their life. The students are not the only ones who struggled with this transition. The faculty also faced several challenges. Dr. Anta Mohsen, Professor of Science and Technology Studies at Northwestern University in Qatar, also spoke to us about his experience. My experience with remote learning was fine overall. I learned many new things. For example, I learned new features on Canvas and on Zoom, how to create and edit videos, all of which to support my efforts to maintain enough level of interaction and engagement with my wonderful students through online learning. But after doing it for about one and a half years, plus attending many Zoom meetings and webinars, I experienced Zoom fatigue. So when I learned last August before the start of the 2021-2022 academic year that faculty can do in-person teaching this semester, I seized the chance. So I set out to have in-person classes from the very beginning. But at the same time, I was also aware that I would need to be flexible and accommodative to some students. So for the first few weeks of classes, I conducted a hybrid teaching to accommodate students who weren't able to join in person at the beginning. There were various reasons some students couldn't come to campus yet. For example, a few students did not yet arrive in Qatar from overseas. Another student hasn't had a full dose of vaccination yet and another one was doing a hotel quarantine. There were a few challenges I faced doing hybrid learning. It was a bit cumbersome speaking through a microphone with my mask on. Discussions were a bit clunky because I had students online and in class who wanted to participate. However, despite the limitations, I think we managed to pull it through. By the fourth week, I was able to have a full in-person class for my intro to STS course. For my other class, Energy, Environment, and Society, I needed to do an extra week of hybrid learning. But by the fifth week, everyone was in Doha and would switch to full in-person class. For me, moving from the Zoom to the classroom has been a good experience overall. It was nice. It was nice to be back in the classroom and see my students in class. Even though commuting to and from work takes time and can be exhausting, there's another energy I get from being on campus and meeting students and colleagues. I'm hoping we can continue doing this for the rest of the academic year and rebuild back our sense of community inside our campus space. 
Echoing Dr. Anto's claims, Professor Kelly Wilson, director of Northwestern University in Qatar's Writing Center and instructor of English, also shared her experience with us. Hi, my name is Kelly Wilson, and I'm a professor of first-year writing, and I also am the administrator of the Writing Center. So the last year and a half has been very interesting, to say the least, in being in lockdown and full restrictions and working from home online learning and online writing center administration were definitely challenging but doable and i would say that we learned a lot about ourselves i know i did and i learned a lot about teaching and learning communities how important connection is no matter if it's virtual or in person as we've made the shift um slowly and gradually from online um, back fully in person i've also recognized that there are new anxieties and new challenges um, some of that is just around the confusion of what it is we can do what we're allowed to do what we should do and also just being really flexible and so that's been really Perhaps the most important thing to me is just being flexible, adapting to the situation literally in the moment, um, deciding, you know, even just a couple of days in advance if classrooms would be um, available for everyone to join. Hybrid mode was really difficult, teaching both in Zoom and having students online. So once we were able to secure another classroom for my students that could accommodate everyone. I chose that because I felt like I just wasn't my best in hybrid mode. The Writing Center as of today, October 17th, is now fully in person and I'm looking out and I'm seeing students working together with peer tutors and it's just absolutely beautiful. It's amazing to see um, the interaction and the conversation, the literal writing and thinking happening live right in front of me. I've missed it more than I realized. So while I'm grateful for the lessons learned, um, I'm also grateful for now this opportunity to transition, even if slowly, back to being quote unquote normal um, with challenges ahead but with the confidence that we can do hard things we've proven that and we are in this together the pandemic has drained all of us and we are all absolutely exhausted however we still have to be careful and respect the guidelines to ensure that the transition to going back to university is as smooth and safe as possible well yeah simple advice follow the rules Wash your hands, wear your mask, maintain social distancing, um, try and apply those rules in your home life and your social life as well as your school life. So um, be vigilant. Um, COVID has not gone away yet. We're fortunate we live in a country that has got good compliance, excellent access to vaccines, excellent medical, and a lot of professionals who will give you, you know, sound advice. But uh, the risk is still there. So. Uh, Maintain the rules, and if you feel sick, please don't come to work. Don't come to the school, stay at home. Uh, if need be, go and get a COVID test and uh, get better before coming back. And if you've got any questions, feel free to reach out to me. 
For more information about the COVID restrictions on Northwestern Qatar's campus, contact our guest Michael McDonough at michael.mcdonough at northwestern.edu or call his office at plus 974-4454-5240. Thank you for listening to Science Journal Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website, sciencejournalqa.com, and follow us on Instagram at sciencejournal.qa. This episode was produced by Professor Anto Mohsin and his research assistants, Asma Nakib, Nadia Hinai, Elissa Maflah, Ahmad Jassim, and Hakim Al Maqdad. It was edited by Ahmad Jassim, Asma Nakib, and Anto Mohsin. Graphics and artwork by Ahmad Jassim.